Hey Jay, this is Rob. Just calling to say hi and uh, hoping you're doing okay. I was listening to Dungeon Master's Diary number 38. And um, yeah, Barry had some really good advice there, I think. Anyway, all the best and hope to talk with you at some point soon. All right, bye-bye now. Things he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud To die Only the great shall come My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Many thanks to Menion there at the top of the show with a really kind call-in. A couple more call-ins to come. But first, I just wanted to, well, be honest. This week was, once again, actually pretty rough. The Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary is and always has been my bonus episode and then featuring me the microphone and whatever gaming related nonsense flows from my mind but also it's also very personal and it has many elements that come out of my week Um, and this week my mind has strayed to some pretty dark places and there's been some you know difficult moments that being said is not all bad as ever uh, this too shall pass has been my mantra all week and um, by the end of the week you know some really significant positive if difficult decisions were made so really just want you to know that uh, I'm okay you know at the point at which I'm recording this and probably as, as well as I was all week here as I record this on the Saturday afternoon um, as ever this has been recorded in short snippets throughout the week um, and it's all roughly edited together to form the diary of me one man's journey in gaming i share it week by week it's raw it's glaringly personal it's not everyone's cup of tea but here it is anyway during the global pandemic of covid19 this is perhaps both the toughest and also for me the most clarity that i've managed to attain in quite a while let's dive in Hey Jay, it's Arlen Walker. I'm a little bit behind, little bit behind. So I just listened to Dungeon Master's Diary 37, um, but I thought it was really interesting your talk about looking up rules. Partly because, um, while I I am generally of the the camp that's in favor of slowing down things to look up a rule if there's unclarity at the table but also just the way that i run games and and play them generally i mostly play online and i almost always have a pdf of the rule book or whatever book is relevant to what we're playing open and i'm skimming it just all the time i you know especially when i'm running things i'm almost always flipping back and forth between rule 20 and the pdf of the rule book just to try to stay on top of all the rules and so it is rare for me to have a full session where i haven't essentially looked something up whether or not that has necessarily kind of slowed things down at the table but um i just i thought i would put that out there as sort of another 
perspective on on looking things up at the table to try to make sure that we have the right stats or the right rules or something like that because that's just what i do all the time and that's sort of the other extreme to uh never looking things up but i figured it was worth um just sort of talking about that that's i don't know that's sort of the way i play is a lot of especially when like players are discussing a plan or something that's always a good opportunity for me to you know look up the rules for whatever the plan is about or things like that so I just thought I'd put that out there as another another way to play. Thank you, Arlen. Brilliant perspective to bring to this. And um, yeah, it really makes me reflect on this idea that somehow there's a virtue in not looking up rules during the game. I don't quite know where that comes from, but I've certainly held that view, or at least... No, it's not a view I agree with. It's the view that has kind of been imposed upon me, I think, through the years of gaming. This idea that there's somehow, when you're GMing, it's bad form to look something up. Um, and I don't really know where that comes from. I certainly associate um, this attitude with the argument that lighter rules are better. But I've never really felt comfortable with that judgment on a game that has just more stuff in it so yeah thanks for putting that out there i don't know quite what others would make of it but for me it was just good to hear that i'm not alone um in being a person who you know feels i prefer to look it up if i know it's in there and i don't mind taking the time to do so at the table it's part of playing a game to me but hey you know your mileage may vary i guess thanks man brilliant to hear from you game on I was very deeply reminded of how fallible I am as a human being um, last night because I had a an argument with my wife. And, yeah, the pressure of everything. Um, it's so terrible, isn't it, how we are at base, so vulnerable and so fragile. I hadn't given myself enough space in the day, frankly. I had worked all day and I had made a mistake actually of putting together a podcast episode um, and not taking a break, not taking time out. And then when the parents called, the first inklings of frustration were there because their usual discounting of the pandemic and the usual kind of talking about how, you know, we all have to get back to work at some point. Um, frustrated me and uh, you know the evening had been gone so well but there came a point where just her asking the smallest things of me uh, I triggered a I guess the psychologists call it an amygdala hijack as if to excuse that terrible behavior but the yelling began anyway I think I need a break from many things I think I need to make sure that my day isn't as full and there is space for myself so yeah that's I keep coming back to this in this cycle I forget that you know I cannot work all day um, from home I need space and um, yeah in the evening I need to be there for her and uh, that means I need to bear with her all um, 
you know, the difficulty, she's the one on the front line in the hospital. She's the one, you know, who actually is um, having to go into the plague pit, as she calls it, every day. And yesterday was particularly stressful for her because the evidence is that there was an uptick in uh, cases. So it's pretty scary for her, I think. She needs her husband to be with energy and able to support her, not myself run ragged. So many things to learn. <clears throat> One of the things I think I need to do is, again, withdraw from the news and from social media and all of those other places that seem to breed negativity, frankly. And I need space, you know, to do my own thing, really. Um, it's been several days in which I feel I've been dutiful, I guess. <laughs> um, serving as, um, you know, in this community is a great honour. But there are times when it becomes a thing I feel I have to do or I need to do. Instead of, um, it should always be a pleasure, you know. But I think we turn things into work too easily. So, yeah, just going to dial it all back, I think. I'm, I'm lucky today. I have, um, I actually have an opportunity to talk to some students today. We're going to have an audio tutorial. Um, but I also have an opportunity to dial back the workload a bit. And, yeah, I need to get control. And I need to put that behind me and, and make sure that I'm moving now in a good space I'm not sure why I'm recording this I think I just needed to say it out loud and I'm really sorry I'm really sorry that I uh, lose my temper and that I get angry and that I hurt those of my love and my friends I don't like sometimes being human there you go. I am human. It's um, Wednesday morning, quite early, just been back from my walk and took a few minutes to jot down thoughts that had sort of sprung up. Um, and, you know, just around gaming and um, obviously there are three strands really in my mind. I've got um, the ongoing Han game. Um, and uh, really was starting to get ready with the Meldarian characters. I was feeling a bit bad, actually. I thought I was kind of behind on this, but then I realised, uh, you know, several couple of weeks ago, I was going to look at the character sheets and kind of approve them, and I put that off because I wanted to get the first game, the first group's ca characters in the game running. But actually, yesterday I received, you know, from one of the players a sort of a, a pitch or a concept of a character. So although I've got one character who's probably the first one done in that group and has been sitting around for a month waiting for, for me to look at it, um, and there is a second character which has been built on behalf of a player by another player. Um, but actually, it's been quite good to have left it alone in hindsight because another th another player has dropped out um, again. Uh, so um, there is obviously some flux around the second group. So it's gone from six to five, which you know suits me as a, a group size. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. And obviously, people leave for good reason. Um, but also, you know, I realised that I don't. I think at least two of the characters aren't built, so I'm kind of thinking, well, okay, well, I've got this week really to to wait for that to come in. At the weekend, I can have a look at that. 
But it's looking like they might be a little bit roguish, really, which is interesting. But the biggest dreams in my mind are around two things, really. Um, so having kind of talked about the, the split in my gaming tastes, um, I was looking yesterday in the afternoon, I took some time. I've been reading through Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, which I'll have to say, you know, briefly, I'm just going to say, I think um, I might say more about this in my design diary, but I actually found it really, really encouraging. And um, it looks better than I than I remember Actually, so I think the adventure edition for me is doing a lot of good things. There's a lot of me- kind of bits and bobs in there, mechanisms in there, I guess, that I quite like. Um, it is very much that sort of you know quick and easy, fast, fun, furious thing that they talk about. Um, and um, but I think that appeals for a certain type of game. So I've been thinking. I mean, actually, I woke up at midnight last night, about half past midnight. And with my brain bubbling around, I've been thinking about Dead Rain for a while, haven't I? I've been talking about this on and off for about three or four weeks now. And I thought, well, is Savage Dead Rain a thing? Is Could that work with Savage Worlds? Uh, I'm not sure if that's too, uh, the rules are too cinematic for it, because it is kind of cinematic. It's ins- um, Dead Rain is inspired by all those zombie movies and things. But I don't know. It's also very brutal. But that being said, I was quite pleasantly surprised to see there are some little tweaks you can make within. There are sort of setting rules, and I think I can kind of twiddle the dials. So one of the things I might do uh, is do some solo sort of stuff to sort of really just, A, learn the game. Um, But I'm thinking just basically what I'm thinking about here is not playing anything particularly extensive, but just kind of creating a couple of characters and running zombie fights, um, having a bit of fun with that, blowing off some steam as well at home, because I think at times I, I could just do with that, really. Uh, um, and it's got me thinking about that would be quite fun to do, you know, buy some zombie figures, paint them up, do some modern heroes, paint them up. That would make quite a fun kind of visual game as well. I'm thinking down the line it would make quite a fun con game or it might make a fun uh, club game at school to actually you know, introduce people to uh, Savage Worlds you know, with a bit of a Dead Rain game. That could be a quite an interesting idea. So I'm going to play around with that thought. Um, there's plus sides of it, really. With the, I thought it might be quicker setup. Um, I think it might be easier to sort of build the custom zombies uh, in, in Suede. Quite straightforward to do, just tweaking them a bit, really. And I think also the character concepts, um, even though they are like occupational character classes in Palladium. Um, I think that those concepts could be kind of easily transferred. And I think, like, looking at what they've done with Rifts, kind of put nowhere near as complex because I don't need to worry about mega damage and such. But I think basically, that you know, you can kind of play around with those those tropes quite easily and that could be quite straightforward. I think the only worry I have I'm uncertain about is that whether it's kind of gritty and dangerous enough. So I'm going to give that a play. Um, might be one of those things that I could do on a... I mean, for a few weeks now, on and off, on and off here and there, we've had an extra game like in the midweek where I've just sort of sort of said anyone around want to come and try something. It's tended to be a bit fighty. We started by with um, by playing uh, Bob Pianka hosted some games, playing um, Fantasy Trip, which was absolutely great. And then the last one I did was uh, GURPS. Uh, just play some combat there, just a bit of combat practice, um, really low point stuff. So I'm, I, you know, I think that kind of fits into that thing of kind of step on up, let's have a bit of a bash, uh, blow off some steam kind of stuff. So anyone interested in that, let me know. And the third thing was just thinking about my solo game. I've been thinking a lot about the immersion stuff and um, the conversation that uh, I'll be sharing hopefully very soon with Daniel Jones, uh, a.k.a. Daniel Ironson, 
Um, and um, I'm talking about a lot with him about emer- other world immersion, really. And um, I'm starting some experiments there. Uh, and one of the things that's kind of come to mind is I thought I would... I'm going to try and enter that world I dreamt about as a teenage kid, my coffee. I'm going to try and recover that dream through play. Um, and a couple of a couple of things there, really. Uh, so this is going to be very much a private solo game. I'm just going to experiment with some techniques and approaches, really. Um, but I thought I might try a build-as-you-play approach. I think I might give myself a sort of baseline character points, uh, maybe 50 points and 25 points, um, disadvantages or something but actually just sort of spend them as i play so like for example you know if um uh, a challenge comes up in the game you know does, does my character have that skill if i think they do then i can kind of buy that in play because it isn't very difficult uh, to just give a, a low points you know yes he has say he has that skill you know spend a character point and have it at whatever base level or a few more points whatever and um also through play sort of discover the advantages and disadvantages that character might have as well um, i'm going to keep the game quite mundane i think in a way and um another thought was now this is um, a really important one i can't remember what episode number it is but recently darren green and colin green so on spike pit uh we're talking about darren's arfed's um game design where he's been playing around with cards and there are a couple of really interesting ideas that came out of that and one of them um, was kind of magic as items. I think Colin was recommending this idea of, of you know, when you're trying a new game, don't have a magic system, uh, try making a few things, you know, sort of. And I took that as in my head as the sort of enchanted item scrolls and potions. I think Colin specifically mentioned scrolls. This reminded me of Ultima 1 to 3, those early computer games I played, and um, reminds me of, um, made a connection in my mind with um, you know, Chicago Wiz and he's currently running an ultimate game uh, using OD&D. And I thought, that's great. I could do that. I could create some enchantment. And I even thought, is that a way to actually use my now seemingly redundant artifact deck that I was having made, you know, um, kind of got uh, artwork being made and uh, was making a card deck. And again, never really got to deploy it because the, the games kind of died. Um, so, but there are items in there that I think might be quite fun and might fit my my vision of the of the world. So I'm gonna go around with those ideas as well. I might actually use my artifact deck. So you know, when I find something, draw a card and and, and see what kind of comes out of that. Some of those are uh, I don't know. They might not quite fit the feel. I don't know. But well, I'll see. Um, and I also thought about playing GURPS. And coming back to my th- playing GURPS in a kind of minim- minimalistic style, I've been playing around with ideas around um, kind of how little can I use with GURPS, really. And that that's kind of bubbled around in my mind. And, you know, and, and so I'm going to see that as well. With, with Solo, I think I get an opportunity to play with that, to actually like use as few of the mechanisms as possible, um, with it being, you know, and sort of build a game around that. And then I think what I'm, what I'm aiming for here is to try and build my own sort of take on a quite gritty-ended, uh, low-power, low-fantasy, but, you know, immersive world that maybe in time I could take out and try with the right players. Um, it would have to be, you know, a small and select group of people who are really up for that, um, who want to play in that kind of way. But um, we'll see. I'm going to talk a bit more to Daniel uh, Jones aka Daniel Lyonson, um in coming weeks as well because uh, he has kind of agreed to humor me really and, and help me think about how I might change being a DM at the table to increase other world immersion as well and I'm looking forward to those conversations anyway talks far too long gonna go and have a coffee
I'm a really big believer in serendipity. You know, the idea that the things that you need to discover or that kind of you need generally to get on kind of will turn up. Um, I kind of tend to interpret this in a mystical way because that's the way I am. Um, you know, that the universe seems to deliver what I need. I've always found this with so many different things and today is no different. So this week I, I've been really struggling with um, so many things, work and hobby, and um, coming back to work this week, it's been brutal again, um, working from home. It is, um, it's, somebody, one of my teammates actually said it is, um, we are at home and we are trying to work under extraordinary circumstances. And I think that actually that is subtly better and more correct um, than the idea that we're working from home. Because as a school teacher, I can't do my job from my, you know, from my spare room where the rats are. You know, it is that is not what I can do. I need to be in a classroom with kids to do what I do. And everything else that I do just feels like a partial job. And I had I had um, this week we've been starting to do uh, some video uh, sort of seminars, really, um, primarily with older kids like uh, year 12 at about 17 year old philosophy students and that has been really good really positive seminars but um oh my goodness so draining and so tiring the focus required and um one of my colleagues we we did one together and um we were talking about it afterwards and uh kind of said that you know it's so hard to read people through a screen you know if you're in a classroom with someone there's all sorts of things that you can just intuit that you sense that somehow through our you know, amazing human senses we're able to detect all these things and it's the difference you know when we're kind of the gaming table between being at a gaming table with people and playing online it is incredibly draining gaming online as well and um this really struck me today this you know after i experienced that really struck me and then i was listening to jason hobbs uh random screed uh a few episodes back i'm kind of catching up with him i'm probably about two episodes behind um but anyway i listened to him and he was talking about um that you know how he in one episode actually there's two episodes this is a kind of accumulation of thoughts uh he's been talking about cutting away lost in a garter and one or two other things and in the next episode he was talking about um this need to you know if you can't find the energy for something you're going to need to consider either you sort of drive against the resistance or you cut it away and let it go one of those two things and then i was listening to evil jeff uh, from minions of musings and he's talking about blockers um, and talking about how in the it industry they, they've had to learn to be agile it's agile kind of working which means breaking things down to smaller bits and then they have these regular meetings where they sit down and talk about what they did uh, and where they're up to and, and and when they get blocked and stuck you know trying to look for what they call the blocker the thing that is in your way the thing that is that might be something that's incomplete it might be actual something you don't have it might be an actual barrier uh it could be a person i guess you know i i was just gonna my mind just whizzed around that idea and and i realized there are so many things right now like working from home and um and also trying to do my hobby that I'm just blocked in so many different ways. Um, and one of the, you know, one of the most important things that I needed to recognize is sort of putting this together is that uh, there's too much, there's just too much going on right now. And I can't do it, actually. Um, I don't physically have the 
um, energy. You know, I have the time, but much of the time I'm exhausted uh, relatively quickly. I'm finding, you know, I don't know what it is. When I, um, you know, back in the GW days, Games Workshop days, when I worked in the office and I worked at a computer all the time and back in my days in recruitment when I often, you know, pretty much sat in an office working from a computer all day, um, I didn't have this issue. But then I kind of realized that actually there are social environments. I'm working in an office and there are people around you and you get up and you talk to people and you interact. Um, this is this is a different thing. This is sitting in a spare room in my house, which is itself a home invasion, alone, largely. And the only time you communicate with people other than my wife when she comes home at night um, is actually through a computer screen or through a phone. And this, this is different. This is just not the same. And um, I, I, I know that sounds stupidly obvious when I say it out loud. Those words just... I hope my tone and the context kind of delivers some meaning because it just sounds so trite, but I can't find words to express how incredibly difficult this whole thing has been for me. And I'm blocked. Um, some things in work you don't need to, to worry about, but I, you know, listening to evil Jeff, I'm just so grateful to him because I kind of realized, yeah, I can, I can start thinking about maybe the, the first step in doing this task that I'm stuck with, you know, just to pick one of them, um, is to figure out why I'm not doing it, you know, and why is it not moving? Um, and I think it doesn't take very long for me to figure out what the blockers are. Um, but then it comes to hobby, and, and I'm, I'm really struggling with a number of things. And um, I realize that my, my Traveler Rollgate game is, is sort of dead, really. Um, it started to stall uh, maybe two or three weeks ago when I just I couldn't get on there daily when the reminder came up i have this reminder at three in the afternoon to go and check and I, when it came out i just couldn't bring myself to do it um so you know leave that for a day or two and then a player dropped out which you know because it's going he, he wasn't feeling it and that's fine i get that and then at that point i was like this is maybe a couple of weeks ago now i was thinking i actually said to the guys you know is this dead and there were a couple of people two or three people were like no no it's cool we're enjoying we're ready to go and i was like okay i'll try and bring it back and I haven't been able to. And um, I think the decision I need to take this morning is just to cut it away. That's the Hobbs advice. Uh, so thanks, Jason. Because I just, it is, it's not, it's not working for me. Um, it's, it's not Traveller. It's not even Rollgate. I think it's the combination of things right now. And I think it's a mental energy that um, I can't, I can't bring. And it seems silly because it's a small thing daily. But it, uh, it, no, it's a big thing actually um to make that worthwhile and then um obviously i really want to focus on um the fantasy game we're playing in Han, and and um, i realized that you know the amount of energy that i sunk in last weekend into getting ready for that over a two-day period i i don't know hours and hours and hours um, and it, much of that energy was actually just figuring out how i'm going to do this because i'm in really uncharted territory for me, you know, this is, I'm taking an approach of play that trying to bring some of this theory to bear, bear, but I'm also dealing with, you know, someone else's world. I've talked about someone else's world is difficult and I want that to happen. So that I need to figure out what the blocks are this week because I've made zero progress. And part of that is work and I have no energy. And so there's a realization. I have to come to this realization truth that I can't do as much. And then tonight is, is Friday Night Games. I'm supposed to be online gaming with Andy and Ian. We're supposed to be doing some more Dominwood. And again, I just feel blocked. And I can't bring myself 
um, to prepare for it. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just lost impetus. And, um, I don't know if I can even finish this adventure. It's, it's like really difficult for me right now. So I'm going to have to work that one through today. I'm not sure what I do. I, I, my gut tells me just to cut it away, to let it go and, you know, do something else. But, um, I don't know. It's difficult because two weeks ago when we were supposed to play, Ian could make it for personal reasons. And, um, so we didn't play and Andy and I had a chat and it was nice, but we didn't play. And of course that's always fatal for me. If I miss a session, it's dead. Um, you know you miss one it's it's not gonna i lose impetus and and energy and enthusiasm because um two things really i think that there's a there's the energy i can't stretch the positive energy from the last session it doesn't matter whether it's a fortnightly session a monthly session a weekly session a daily session even if we miss the routine of it um, i can't pull the energy from the last session into the prep position to be able to spike up again into the next session. And I, I ride, I ride a crest of a wave, which is it's like surfing the energy of players and the energy of play itself. I don't know quite how to explain this, but if, if those waves just, you know, if there aren't any big waves, I can't, I can't surf. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but there you go. Anyway, I've witted for far too long but I, I needed to say something. I'm just so stuck right now. And um, I don't know what to do. Well, I do know what to do. But uh, I've got to sit down and think about this. There you go. Serendipity, eh? It's Saturday morning. Uh, yesterday was a, a good day in lots of ways, but a quite a sad day as well. Because in terms of hobby, I uh, took the advice of uh, Jason Hobbs and I also took the advice of Evil Jeff and identified uh, some key blockers and then I started to remove those things so some decisions were taken. Um, I have put on ice the Rollgate game of Traveller we were playing. I just don't feel that Rollgate was the right format for that. The play by text is okay and works quite well but I just didn't feel like I was engaging with that play-by-text in the right way. And I feel like if I want to play Traveller, I want to play a more live game, perhaps an online game um, down the line. So, And I'm also undecided about whether... I very much love my classic Traveller material um, and, and I quite like the game system. I'm kind of undecided, though, because I feel like, again, if it's a more immersive game, I might as well play it with GURPS. And GURPS Traveller exists uh, from third edition of, of GURPS. And I just feel like I might just take the modules and the adventures and do that with GURPS Traveller. That might be the simplest thing for me to do. I am, of course, curious about trying out Traveller 5 um, as an experiment, too. I love that setting of the, um, you know, the Imperium. So that's definitely something I want to do. The other half of the Traveller for me is obviously the idea of generating your own sci-fi setting using the tools from the classic game. And that's a whole different sort of thing. Um, But of course, those tools are, again, compatible with uh, any game system, really. They are GM tools. So it's that difference between, you know, the structural elements of the game, GM toolbox and the rules of the game. the second decision was I talked to the Han lot and uh, just I really was struggling with the idea of doing two games in the month. Um, that would have been due next weekend. And, and we've just taken the decision. I, I guess it's more me taking the decision 
although I did sort of ask the guys. Um, but yeah, just to put the second game on, I so said we're going to continue the Han game. And I was kind of open to doing that fortnightly, as I have tended to do on a Saturday. But actually, in hindsight, I'm quite quite grateful because one of the players can only make it once a month and I really want that player to play I don't want to lose that player at all I don't want to lose any of them really um so I'm going to keep that monthly and I think actually that's the right decision for me because I think that I can spend a month prepping a session um or at least having it bubble around my head it gives me time to read material think about stuff you know do little bits uh, along the way and I think that'll accumulate you know I'll accumulate material that way and I think what I'll then do is on the day of the game or just before the game I'll sort of intensely put together stuff for a session but actually I think along the way it's going to be a lot of me building stuff so that's the second um, and then the Friday night gamers were on last night so we met I didn't play um, I actually I didn't have the energy at all I was so tired and we had a brief discussion Ian uh just up straight and said you know you're done with it aren't you and um you know the truth is yeah probably um i think i could have gritted my teeth um i you know and and finished the scenario but um yeah the, there's nothing wrong with the scenario per se it just i wasn't floating my boat so uh but in the spirit of you know it, it, the blocker there is so i'm not really enjoying it um We've done the Donwood playtest stuff and uh feel like I've given all I can to Gavin on that. And, and you know, I, I just don't know what else I can offer him. So it was a case of I got what I needed from that experience. Um, and so we'll park it. So that's led into some discussion about what to do next. Uh, Ian was very keen in the suggestion I'd made in a week of, of trying out Savage World Adventure Edition. Because when I got the Kickstarter, I bought in extra rule books. I, I got a... Uh, I think two extras books um, on top of a basic hardback and the leather bound hardback. I got two extras because at the time I was thinking I had three guys around my table. One of the guys, uh, Dave, was already in the Kickstarter as far as I know. So I didn't need a book for him. He had his own. But at the time, the two players I had a table, Ian being one of them, I wanted to give them a copy of the book so we could try it because Dave and I are both very keen on trying Savage Worlds. Now, Dave is currently out of the picture being a doctor in, um, and... Uh, it's quite a way away as well over in Derbyshire, so kind of difficult for him to get to us. And obviously, then the lockdown, and then you know, now, right now he's just not <laughs> anywhere near gaming. Um, but um, and uh, you know, utterly understandable. But Andy sort of joined our group in the meantime, so I gave Andy a copy, um, and I gave Ian a copy, and of course, I you know, sort of. Uh, I think Ian was quite keen to give it a go. We've played a little bit of Savage Worlds in the past uh, with the Deluxe Edition and um yeah we thought we'd give it a go we talked about it through and uh the other thing we decided is a friday night game is you know it's just the three of us at the moment we're playing online we're going to play online for the foreseeable i mean at least through to september october time so we thought we'd throw open the doors and see if we could expand the group and so on the roleplay rescue discord i sort of mentioned that we we had places and um we've got uh jason um who I know has been really struggling with his hobby has sort of indicated that that time frame of us starting, I think it's going to be 19th of June, two weeks time might be doable for him. Um, and also one of the guys who'd, who essentially shut down the Han game uh, wants to play and he's in the UK. He's free on a Friday night at seven o'clock as well. So he's going to come and join us. Uh, so Tamo is joining us, which gives us potentially a group of four. Um, which is really really cool and then talking through that with Tamara wasn't there but the other three were we had a bit of a chat and Ian was really wanting to go for some sort of 
we played a bit of Acton Cthulhu in the past and he really enjoyed that. I think he wanted to go back to that World War Two weird stuff. So I um I also have the Weird War Two stuff for Savage Worlds from the older editions. So I sort of suggested we use that as inspiration along with maybe Acton Cthulhu stuff um from this is the sort of four sixth edition uh uh called Cthulhu but also has stats for the deluxe edition of um, Savage Worlds obviously we're into the new adventure edition of Savage Worlds but you know there's not a lot of difference it's easy to port I'm going to just stick with so we just decided really to stick with the core rulebook of Savage Worlds adventure edition um, I think I'm going to invoke two uh, setting rules uh, specifically um, oh no I have to look in my notes um what was it? It was uh, the dynamic backlash with powers and the fanatics rule. Uh, the fanatics rule basically allows for NPCs, uh, wild card NPCs, to have a mook jump in front to take the shot if uh, if they look like they're going down. And dynamic backlash kind of adds a random table to if you uh, fail your kind of suck a power roll casting roll with a spell for example you get a kind of you know there's a table of stuff that goes on rather than just basic fatigue i'm going to uh run this uh, very pulpish um so you know really invoke that kind of pop cinematic thing i've been talking about and thinking about in the last week or two um so they decided they'd like to work for the special operations executive the soe we're gonna um, i think jason was quite taken with the idea of having u.s agent uh commando type um i know that uh andy was interested in maybe taking on the scientist role you know that, but as long as they're sort of that field scientists they're going to be soldier types um and I think Ian wants to try out the powers. I've I've said they can use any of the five powers. I think um, arcane magic, um, the gifted, uh, faith, uh, the weird science, and um, uh, they certainly all fit. And there's the fifth one, which has just gone out of my head. Oh, psionics as well. Yeah, all fit, you know, that kind of genre. So that seems like fun to me. And um, this morning I just sat down and um, scribbled down the first things that came into my head. And, you know, I've got a page and a half of notes already um, and a first mission kind of ready to go. So at least an idea, you know. So I'm going to play with that. And on that note, game on.